So we've, we've taken a summer break, man. Like it just happens. I mean, it's yeah, we did. We've we've we keep talking about like, hey, we gotta we gotta get in and record a podcast, but it's summer. I mean, it's summer and in Minnesota. You know, it's you, summer. <laughs> it, you gotta enjoy it a little bit. You just right, have right. to, and there's and it just happens. Yeah. And so, between, I mean, we're busy. Yeah, and between trips that you've had to take and things that I've had to do, it's just yeah, we we. we I don't know if we need to apologize, but we do, you know, we do, we do want to get back into going these podcasts and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, yeah, it's just, it's been actually kind of nice to get back and focus on some other things in, in, in our lives. And so, you know, mm-hmm. we took a little break. All right. So we took a break, but we're back. We're back. We're getting back again. And, um, you know, and honestly, it's, it's fine. Right. I mean, in the end, um, it's good. It's good to take some time to kind of reflect and figure out what we're doing. It's Father's Day tomorrow. You're yes, a father. Is. I'm a father. Um, so people that are watching this, it'll probably be like of yesterday or a couple of days ago. So they've had Father's Day, yep. had a chance. And so we just wanted to talk about being a father a little bit, right? Yeah. And and kind of reflect on that and, um, you know, and see where it takes us. So um, we have a bunch of stuff coming up, and, which yep. is one of the reasons why we haven't been able to record is because we do have things that we're doing, right? So... <laughs> It's not that we've just completely checked out. Um, You know, Monday nights, we're doing uh, Adventuring Warriors, which is a a men's group at Substance Church at the main main building, uh, Substance Building Monday nights. That's, I'll put the information on our website for people that want to check that out. It's Um, every other Monday. Every other Monday, yep. And so it's, so it'll be the Monday after Father's Day and then every two weeks. But I'll put the dates out there for everybody to go look. Everyone's welcome to join us. Guys are welcome to join us. Um, sorry, ladies that may watch, but you can't come. Um, start your own group. But uh, guy, any guys welcome. You don't have to go to yeah. Substance. You can come hang out. It's been really good. We've had we've had uh, one so far, so yeah. it's not like we're too deep into the series. Um, people can join in. So that's Mondays, Tuesdays, and we're talking just so you know yeah. if you you we're, we're basically bringing up how we can fight for freedom in a lot of areas of our life. Right, uh, and we're basing it off the obviously off of scripture, but I'm using clips from the movie Braveheart, which mm-hmm. is my favorite movie. So anyway, so if you're if you're feeling stuck or whatever, you're for sure gonna want to come to those classes because you're gonna get freedom through them for sure. So right. That's good. But, yeah. So Monday, that's Monday nights. Tuesdays we've been doing Compass class, yeah. which is great. Um, we have like this the Bible study that's in Stillwater every other Wednesday that that's going on, right? That I, I don't I've been going to myself because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is a little bit hard. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, if guys want to do stuff, you know, I mean, we're, we're giving a lot of opportunities for guys to do stuff. And, and then we're planning basic again. Yeah. So the Wild at Heart basic retreat, which is a four day retreat, um, technology free, disconnect from the world, reconnect with your masculine soul. Um, and a beautiful camp, beautiful camp. Yep. Out in Danbury. It'll be our first time there with a group of guys in summer. We've been with our leadership team, yeah. uh, but not. Not with a camp. No, we just always summer. enjoyed the mid-January 40 below ones. <laughs> yeah, <for> right. <laughs> right. So this time we'll actually be able to swim instead of walk on the lake that we usually walk on. We'll be able to swim on. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see how a base, you know, how basic here in the summertime. It'll be, it'll be kind of cool. I'm excited for that uh, to do a summer basic. It's just something we haven't done. So that's, that's on the website right now. Registration's open. I'll put the information for Monday nights on there. Um, and I actually probably put the Wednesday night one too because I don't have that on there too um, that Sean's leading. So yeah. so yeah, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. We have uh, we've got a just a 
pile of ways for guys to dive in right. and, and just get connected, right? Yeah. And that's what we're trying to continue to do is just connect guys with community to help them out. So for fathers, which is what we want to talk about, and you know, one of the things that I came to you with, and I had, so I have a 14 and a 17 year old. Your son is older than that. So you've been through these ages, right? right. How old's right. Tyler? Tyler's 33. 33. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've been through the 14, 17 year old age, um, or 14, 16, he's actually turned 17 in two weeks. Um, I haven't, this is like my first time. And one of the things that <laughs> it's I, all of our first time. Right? We're going to one of the things that I, I'm coming to realize is that we think a lot of things are a big deal. When you're a parent and your kid does something, it always seems like it's this massive deal, right? Uh, Just anything, because you've never seen it before, other than when you, maybe when you did it. And frankly, one, there's a lot of things that my son has to deal with that I never did. The amount of information, I don't even, I can't even imagine, if I look back and go, okay, the things that my sons are able to know right now, I don't know that I knew years and years down the road right. because they have all this information right. like at their fingertips. Right. And so um, it's, it's amazing. And so, and so all, everything feels so big because you're going, man, did I know that when I was 16 years old? Did I think of those things? Did I feel those things? Did I experience those when I was 16? I don't know. Yeah. Some of them. Well, what's interesting is you see, you see nowadays with all the information, there's almost this demand to grow up. Right. Fast. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's to keep up and to grow up. And, 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 and it's really, it's hurting the younger generation. Because those that, you know, and, and what you're seeing a lot now is that if they, if they can't keep up with the trends and with everything like that, they will become, they will back away. Right. Right. And they'll mm-hmm. even they'll become secluded and they'll whatever because because there's such a demand for you to know all these different things. And and so it is. I think I agree with you. I mean, you know, you know, I had what I had to worry about when I was 15 years old was whether my flat tire was on my BMX bike so I could ride a Marine. I mean, uh, right. You know, and, and I had to meet up with your friends that now, you know, these guys have like they know exactly where they're from. My son can look up on his phone and and pull up you know, an app and see exactly where all of his friends are at any given time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just that, just to think about that. You had to get on your BMX bike, pump up the tire, ride ride to the friend's house, (laughs) hope he was there, find out he's not, he's at the other friend's house, so then you got to ride there, right? I mean, at best, you hope that maybe you can call and not get a busy signal because somebody else is on the other line. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> the phone's still cooked to the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe find out if he's there, right? And at halftime, you'd get a, no, I don't know where he is from yeah. mom, you know? And Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just I, I really believe it just wasn't as complicated. Right. I mean, it just wasn't as complicated. And like you say, for teenagers especially to navigate... You know, they say teenagers are in the, uh, the worst time of their life. Why? Because they're going through mental, physical, and spiritual changes all at the same time. Right. You know, you were one. I was mm-hmm. one. You know, and so, but with, 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 all these, with, 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 with all these trends and all these new things that they follow, whether they're going to be popular or not popular, whether they're liked on Facebook. Right. If someone didn't like me when I was a kid, they say, I don't like you. I mean, it was very clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. They had to literally come to your face and tell you. Right. Now you can not, or you know, not yeah. not anonymously, but you can just start tearing. They just tear into each right. other online. People, adults do it. Just yeah. tear into each other online, and 
or tear into someone that they don't even know. Right. I mean, it's uh, still okay. It's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. You know, and you know those kind of things we didn't have to worry about. So as a dad, yeah, everything feels like boy. If I don't get this right, right, shouldn't say everything. It very often feels to me. Like, if I don't get this right, I'm screwing up my kid for life. Or I'm going to jack, you know, I'm going to jack things up. And then he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have this wound that he's going to have to fend off for how many years that he's going to deal with this. And, you know, and and you just don't know, like, what is a big deal and what isn't. Because everyone feels like, everything feels like a massive deal. Anything that they do wrong. I don't get this right. Problems. A lot of times, yeah. You see it as this problem. Yeah. No, I mean, about, but what they do wrong is what you're trying to say is like if they make a mistake or they mess up and they do something it seems like a big deal yeah right 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 or or if something you know or or if they have a big you know graduating high school yeah there's all these kids right now are graduating high school yeah. right and um it's a big deal right. i mean there it's it's funny now looking back on high school it you know it felt like it was this massive accomplishment <laughs> Right, and they do these. They do these whole big. Think about the ceremonies. You're wearing this funny hat, and you've got a robe on. (laughs) And then didn't wear anything underneath it. You you put on a robe, and you go, and and then somebody gives this like grandiose speech where they're like, "You've got your whole life in front of you, and you can do anything." And, And it's like, you. This was probably the easiest thing you will do. For the rest of your life. <laughs> the easiest accomplishment to tick the box off is graduating high school. It right. just gets worse from here. Well, well, Accomplishments get harder. They has, there's more consequences to not... You don't graduate high school, guess what? You just do some more classes until you do. Right. It's, it's not the end of the world. Right. Is it a bit... It's sure, I think it's... I'm not, I don't want to say it's not important to graduate high school. Right. Because I think it is. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world and it's when a, you it's do a, it's not like i have arrived well, i am now 18 i'm a high school graduate right. and i can do anything right no you can't <laughs> well i mean you know but it, is, it isn't the opposite either you, you can't do nothing and your life is going to no. suck for the rest of your life i mean it talk, it's talking about you, you're going to have to make mistakes grow up and mature and you have to learn you have to grow you're going to have to you know, so it isn't the exact opposite either. No, you check the box. Good a, job. Right, right. Make right. It, you, you graduated. Know? You made it. You know. Right. Uh, so the reality is, what you're going to do with the rest of your life from what you your you know your first accomplishment per se. Right. You know, that's that's probably one of your first educational accomplishments that you'll make in life. You're right. So now, what's the next step? You right. know, what's the next yeah. plan? Right. But uh, but yeah. So big deals. Yeah. So it it feels so again. If you're a parent and you're going down that road and your kid's not going the right direction. Right. Again, it feels like, and I, I think about this when I went to basic training. I was older when I went. To, so, so nine eleven happened in two thousand one, and um, and and my brothers all were in the military. Two of my brothers, two of my three brothers, were in the military already, and I was just like, man, I I, I felt like I needed to do something because I wasn't, and I was fully physically incapable. So I joined the military at that time. So I was older. I was like twenty. Seven, twenty-eight years old. Okay. When I when I joined the army, and um, again, I uh, to me it was uh, basic training was like a big deal, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, it really wasn't. First of all, it wasn't that hard. Um, wasn't that big of a deal. But um, what I found was this idea of like graduating. Everybody had this like, oh, you gotta graduate basic training, you know, and all this stuff, and it was this pressure, and 
Again, it felt like this massive deal. I watched kid after kid. Like, they would get in trouble, and they would just start over again. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, it took longer, but, you know, everybody's all worried about, well, if I I went to this, you're not going to graduate. Yeah, you are, just two weeks later, because all they're going to do is put you back there and make you do it over again. (laughs) Right. So, you know, this whole thing of making this massive deal out of things, a lot of times in the moment, it feels really big. Yeah. Then once you get there, it's like, it's not, I don't know how big of a deal it is. And so as a parent, we get, I think we get, I get, and again, so I'm just going to go by what I am experienced as a parent. And and listen, I am not, for everyone out there who's like, well, who are you to talk about being a great parent? I'm not a, not a perfect parent by any sense of the imagination. So I might not even be a good parent. I don't know, right? You have to ask my kids. I'm not, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, right? Which is why we're having this conversation. Because and if, if you I didn't did have all the answers, you'd probably be a bad parent. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe you'd, you'd expect a kid to have all the answers. So. Right. Right. Anyways, yeah. Okay. So, so in that vein, right? That's I'm looking for how the heck do I make it through the next? You know, I've got a my older son has a year left. My oldest son has a year left of high school, and then he starts the real life, right? right as they call it. Uh, my youngest son has four years left, and so I'm trying to trying to focus on the things that are that make sense. And I find myself focusing on all of these like landmark things, right? Like, son didn't go to prom. Is he ever going to get a girlfriend? Well, he's not going to get married. He's not going to have kids, and I'm not going to have grandkids. And this sucks because I won't have grandkids, right? And all this stuff. But I don't want to focus on those things because right. they're not really. What I'm finding is that all of the things that when they were younger I thought were a big deal, mm-hmm. they're just not. Half of them just aren't as you start to work your way down the road. Is it neat? Yeah. Is it an accomplishment in life sometimes to do some things? Sure. But is it the end of the world when things don't go the way you thought they were going to or they go a different direction? Most of the time it's not. I mean, it just isn't that big of a deal. You know, my oldest son was a really good wrestler and he stopped wrestling. And I thought, oh my gosh, this sucks. He was really good. Listen, I work in wrestling. Like, the top eight best people in the world get paid to wrestle no, in, the, or in the United States. No one else does. Right. What was I thinking he was going to do? Right. You know, I mean, did he learn a lot with wrestling, you know, where it's not going to be a career? Yes, he learned a lot. There's a lot of things that come with sports, I think, and not yeah. just wrestling, but other sports that give them a lot of things. But he, could, he still could learn those things in other areas. Right. So my job as a parent... It's not the freak out that he quit doing sports. It's to find a way that he can still learn those things that I want him to learn right. without it. Right. So here's one that I, that I, so I there's some, some stats that I wrote down that I thought were interesting, right? That are centered around different areas of teenagers' life that I right. thought were kind of cool. So I'll just kind of, we'll throw some of these in and we can talk about romance, right? Big deal. Kids had... Josiah, my son, has a girlfriend, and it's a bit like his life. You know, we all, life revolves around the girl, right? Oh, yeah. or, the, or the boy, if you have girls, right? And um, they break up, and it's like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to help him through this? This is such a big deal. It's all that, right? 2% of high school couples end up getting married. Oh, yeah. That's very, very small. <laughs> 2%. Yeah. So is it a big deal, really, if he breaks up with that girl? Well, or is it inevitable? But once again, in the moment, as a teenager, 
and you're dating someone, it is a massive yep. deal. As right. A, as, a, as a 16-year-old and you're dating someone and the breakup, it is a big deal. Um, what I've seen lately is, uh, you know, that's different, I think. What I've seen lately is that they get so emotionally attached so quick that you could be dating for three weeks and it's a right. breakup and you want, to end, you, know, you want to end your life. And it's like, whoa, you don't even know this person yet, you know. But right. um, it, it, it's amazing to me on how quickly um, it becomes such a big relationship. And that's one thing I don't think is a big deal. No, mm -hmm. you, you, you're becoming a friend at that point in time. That's about it. You know right. what I mean? But as dad, yeah, I think that it's it's important, right? That we it's important that we understand that is a big deal to them. Yes. So here's the balance that I think I'm trying to strike in this conversation: is it's a big deal to them. But it's not a big deal, really, in the grand scheme right. of their life, right? right? So we have to skirt this line as dad of making sure that they understand, like, hey, I'm with you. I understand what you're going through. Have compassion and validate their feelings, right? But at the same time, not let it rule our, their life right. and, and teach them how to get through it. And that specifically applies like you said when the negative things happen yeah. right i mean breaking up with a girlfriend yeah that's a negative thing but it's something that they did wrong maybe you know, yeah. almost for the most part they didn't right. do anything wrong right it just happens um but when they do something wrong yeah. right um when they you know, drink right we're talking about we're talking about drinking and doing drugs right yeah. like um when when kids drink or they do drugs you know i mean it sucks as a parent you're like man you know i like you were saying earlier, I know that where that took me, mm -hmm. and I don't want to see that for my kid. But what's more important there? Right. You know, yeah. what are we really trying to get them to do? Stop well, drinking I or... think, well, that's that's once again, you know, it's it's that it, when we talked about it in the compass class. You know, that sanctified behavior modification. We, mm -hmm. you know, as parents, especially if we have a bad past like I had, you know, a horrible past, and just did a lot of stupid things. As parents, right away, we, we put that on them to try to protect them from doing the same mistakes we have, right? Right, Which actually can go against it. It can actually turn it to actually move them towards it even more than it would be to not. Uh, because why? Because we're making up stories in our head. I mean, okay, right. they had a drink. Okay, they're alcoholics now. Or, or, you know, or they're on their way down the tube like I did, you know, being at the bar five nights a week. No. Right. No, no. They, they're a teenager, and they tried it. And especially Christian parents get bent out of shape at some of the smallest little things. He, he smoked a cigarette. Okay. He smoked a cigarette. But, but I think the, the big shift that happens from 0 to 10, 12 is, you know, you can correct your children at, at those ages. But when you get into the 13 and teenagers, now it's more trying to understand what caused them to drink. Right. Was it peer pressure? You talk to him about that, or you just get on about. I can't believe I heard you drank at the. You know what's wrong with you? You do you even know Jesus? Right. <laughs> you know, right. uh, I mean that is trying to is trying to repair the behavior. When as teenagers, a parent needs to be trying to understand what's their belief system that's causing that behavior. What is what's going on inside of them that felt like? Because it could just have been peer pressure. Maybe it was three mm -hmm. friends, really good friends of his, that decided to have a beer, and so he did too. Maybe you want to know how it tastes. Yeah, maybe you want to know how it tastes. Right, you know, right, right, and so. Is your relationship with your teenager to the point of where you could have a conversation about it? Right. He will talk to you about it, 
or is your relationship with your teenager one where you're just constantly being corrected and so he shuts down and doesn't want to say anything to you because all you're going to do is discipline him for it you know right. that's two different and it seems like as parents we go like one of two different roads there right? you either try to be like their best friend yeah because you think that then they're gonna you know because they talk to their best friends right right so you're like hey i'm just your, good, i'm just yeah. your buddy yeah. Right, you and me, we're just we're just friends. Then you lose the authority, right? Or you try to be the helicopter parent or right. disciplinarian, right? Where you're, I'm not your friend, I'm your dad, right? Right? You do what I say, right? Right? Yeah. Don't have to understand what I'm saying. You just have to do it, right? And it's like that seems to be you go those two directions. Where right. the reality is that as parents, we need to be like trying to and fire down that. the middle somewhere. Right? Most where, teenagers want most. Most, I'll say most teenagers, most teenagers, I believe, they just want to know that you're with them. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be corrected anymore. They don't want to be told anymore, even though we still need to do some telling. Um, but they, they, because why? Because they're going through the worst time of life, spiritually, mentally, physically. They're, 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 they're going, do I believe like my parents believe? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I do anymore, right. you know? Right. And some parents are out there going, just shudder, like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? You don't believe in God? You know, here's the thing that I've told multiple parents as a, as a youth pastor. Is there's this claim that the colleges are stealing our children's Christianity, stealing their faith. Listen, colleges don't steal their faith. If they get stolen, they never had it in the first place. Right. They were living off the parents' faith. Right, right. It's just not that easy. A teacher in philosophy is is is, is not it can't it's not that easy to steal someone's faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. The Bible says once you have that experience, nothing can change that. Right, right. It's impossible almost, it says in other scriptures. So, so the reality is, you know, it's, 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 it's trying to find the, trying to discover their hearts on why they've done that or why they've made that mistake and having a relationship that's close enough to where they'll be open and tell you, right? Uh, and that takes time. That takes mm -hmm. understanding. That doesn't mean correcting them all the time. That means like maybe sharing a time when you messed up in the same manner, right? right? So they go, oh my gosh, she's with me, not against me. And it really means, too, like being there when they're ready to talk, yeah. not trying to force those times. Exactly. Right? That's one of the things that I think I'm really working hard to try to be better at um, for me is, is not, you know, we need to talk about this. Right. You know, oh, we, you know we have time right now. We need to talk about it. Right. That's you, very seldomly does that work. No, it doesn't work. And then what I did was being as multi, uh, so critical. We need to talk about, it. and then they finally would give in and talk. Then I would get mad for what they were saying. Right. Yeah. Right. How dare you yeah. be so? Yeah. You know, yeah. I just took thirty minutes of saying you need right. to talk. We need to talk. And then when they did share their heart, I'd be like, "That's stupid. Why do you? Why do you feel that way? Well, why would anybody want to talk to me? Right. I mean, why would especially a teenager want to talk to me? You know, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, you know the the reality. Once again, the the reality is is that they're looking for someone that's going to do life with them, not tell them how to do life. Sure. At that age, that's what they're looking for. Why do you think gangs? Why do you think getting around the wrong right. crowd? Why? Because that's what brings that. In sports, even yeah, I mean, you know, when all the kids yeah. that do sports, the big thing is being around other kids. Even yeah. you know Josiah, who doesn't do sports anymore. One of the things that he says to me is, "I miss I miss being around." That's the one thing it's I miss. Is being around all the guys. It becomes kind of like a family, right? Right. Because it's. Yeah, and it's um, you know, again, b being there when they're ready to talk yeah. is is important, and listening, like yeah. you were saying, instead of just being critical, right? Yeah. And I think that another big thing that I'm trying to work on is sometimes not responding. Yeah, you know, 
That's so hard, isn't it's it? It's really hard. <laughs> one, because you feel like maybe they're looking for me to give them answers, but they're not. No. And even when sometimes when they say, you know, I just I just want you to tell me what to do here. And then you do, and then they go, Well, that's I can't do that. Right. Then you thing. didn't want me to tell you what to do, really. Well, actually, I think I think it, there's a different spectrum there. I think I think we react as a teenager a lot towards a teenager, but a teenager's reaction to that I think is a typical teenager. In other words, what I'm sure. saying is is that when they ask advice and they give you give them advice, I still think they want it. Sure. Okay. But they just don't know how to receive it. They don't know how to okay. accept it because so it bounces against think? all these other things that are going on in their head, right? And so, and so if they ask you for it and you give it to them and they, they fight you on it, I, I still think in their heart, they, if they ask, uh -huh. I still think in their heart, you've got a relationship there where they truly want to know. They may not receive it well, mm. but I still think that's planting a seed. That's sowing okay. a seed, sure. you know. Somebody and, said to me that, I think maybe even you, you know, like, even if they don't like it, they still hurt it. Yes, 100%. Oh, I can't tell you how many times as my kids became adults and got older, how many times they told me that. Mm -hmm. You know, you said this to me a million times. I know you didn't think I heard it, but I did. You know, but once again, they they can't receive it in the brain that they got going on, especially if it sounds something disciplinary or something that they need to change about a relationship that they're having with friends or, right. you know, right. they're just not willing to take it in. But you planted it because they asked. I mean, mm -hmm. to me, if a, if, a, if a teenager asks you, that's a great relationship right there. Okay, that's it's good. when they don't talk to you. Right. It's when they don't share anything with you. When they don't ask advice. In fact, in fact, I was so critical, mm -hmm. and Carrie was too for a long period of time in my kids' lives, that we literally promised each other that we wouldn't respond, like you said. And it was two years. <laughs> it's hard. I remember exactly, almost exactly, two years of not responding to our kids with a, with a, with advice. Or anything, sure. and also I'll never forget sitting out on my back, my back porch, and with with, with I think it was Tyler or Jackie, and he's you know he was telling me about a situation he's going through, and he said, "What do you think?" And I went, "Like really?" I was like, "Really?" You want me to tell he's like, "Yeah, Dad, of course I do." And I'm like, "Ah!" And so I shared it. It went great, but but before that, it was just yeah because we feel the need to correct, we feel the right. need to respond, we feel the need to fix. And those are all the things that we have to step back, let God do the work in the hearts. All we need to do is capture the relationship and let God do the speaking into the hearts, yeah. you know. And the relationship is that that to me is the is the important part, right? So um Larry Hagner, who's an author and he has a podcast, right? He was saying, I, I said this to you earlier, that you know, we focus so much on the problem. Yeah. And um but really, we should be focusing on the relationship, right? Yeah. So your kid comes to you with a problem, and we immediately want to focus on that yeah. versus what do I want this relationship between him and I to look like three months from now? That's how he puts it. Yeah. And I, every time he says that, I just go, oh, my gosh, you know, that's such a good way of thinking about that because you can give him the answer right now, mm -hmm. and he, they might even take it. You know, well, hey, thanks for that. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're going to listen. Right. And but if you focus on that relationship three months from now, like, what do I want it to look like? Yeah. And then you're intentional of doing those things. Yeah. Man, there's so many. You can cover a lot of things that you're yeah. solving. Again, we're going back to instead of fixing the behavior, right. 
or the you know you're you're fixing the core values yeah. and that's going to that emanates behavior. to all the behaviors yeah. not just of, the one that you're working on right now right. instead of sanctified behavior modification behavior you know? modification which we all do mm -hmm. you know it's the wrong battle you can't you can't fix your behavior by working on your behavior right it's the same with your kids you got to fix your behavior by working on the heart or the belief system that affects the values which affects the behavior mm -hmm. and so that's why i was going to say you know when you say you know you can't just say you know we need to talk about this now the fun thing about and i wish i would have did more of this as a parent but the fun thing about what you could do is you can create an atmosphere right. to be able to do that that's exactly it right yep. kind of like what that guy was saying mm -hmm. you know so you don't you don't have to fix it right away but maybe you can next week you can you can you can envision something two to three weeks from now to get their hearts in a place to receive Right. You know, which maybe take them out bowling if they like bowling or whatever the case may be, creating the atmosphere for those conversations. And, you, and, and that's just, this is what I've been doing with, with my sons. And, and if they watch this now, they're going to figure out my schemes. But, you know, what I've been doing with them, I'm pretty sure they don't watch the podcast. They do. They get a lot of good info. It's, uh, <laughs> if it was, is, is I know what they like to do. Yeah. I know. I mean, I just, I, I know what my kids like to do. And so... I'll create opportunities to do things that I know they like to do. Yep. That then, when they're doing that, it opens up converse, time yes. for conversation because 100%. they are more willing to engage because I'm engaging in what they like to do. And sometimes, and sometimes it's not easy. You got to yeah. like force yourself to do some stuff that you know you're like, this is teenager kind of stuff, yep. you know. And and you're busy. We're and we were just talked about earlier. We're busy, but what's more important? Right. Exactly. It, it's it's taking the time. I mean, I've like I really feel like my kids literally think my kids know and I can I can say this with confidence. And this is not something that I could say three years ago. OK, so that's how new this is, is my kids know that they could call me at any time. And if they said um, sorry about that, they could call me at any time. And if they said I need you to do something, I would drop. Whatever I'm doing, work. Uh, you know, I would. I've literally been in meetings and and just been like, hey, I gotta go, yeah. and and left and yeah. gone to you know, is something that my kids find super important yeah. to go and do that. And not to say that you have to do that, right? I, I don't think that that's you, your world doesn't need to revolve around your kids, but they have to know you're willing to do that, right? Because if they know you're willing to do that, one, if they know you're willing well, to do that, they're not gonna ask you to all right. the time unless it's important because they don't. They the kids know, like I don't want. I know if I ask dad, he'll drop whatever he's doing. So I'm going to make sure it's important. Yeah. But two, they need that safety of knowing that yeah. if they do, you'll be there. Right, right. I mean, when you say, when you say your world revolves around your kids, um, if it's revolving around your kids, getting them to different sports and different things like that, right. that's, then that's a wrong different, world. Right. But if your world revolves around being there for them in a, in a moment notice and stuff like that, then that's, yeah, I want that world. That's the world they want. Right. They want to know that they can count and trust on us. And we tend to do the opposite of Proverbs, where it says train up a child in the way that they should go. We, we train up a child in the way that we think they should go. Right. You know, if I was a hockey player, Tyler should have been a hockey player. So I'm going to, and I did. I went on the skates when he was three and put him out on the ice and took him out three times. And third time he sat in the warming house. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I have to skate. I don't like this. And I was like, oh, no. You know, my dream is demolished now. My son's not going to yeah. play hockey like his dad. But And the same thing when it comes to directing them. You know, we, we have a tendency to, to try to direct them in the manner that we want instead of discovering 
the direction that God's already implanted in them. Right. And that's the, yeah, he never, but he became a golfer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, cheerleader. That one was unexpected. Right. You know, but, but, so I think that's kind of the focus is we have to be able to step out of protection mode from keeping them from doing what we're doing or have done and, and, and finding and discovering, okay, who, what's the gifts and talents that God specifically gave my son instead of right. me pushing mine on him to make him to be what I want him to be. And that could go weird. You know, right. it, it, could, it could make a kid be in a sport all, all through high school that he never wanted to be in a sport, but he's trying to impress his dad because his dad was in hockey. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, yeah. So, so when you're training them up and when we're, and I love, I love what that guy said because you're, you're, you don't want to fix the behavior. You want to fix what causes the behavior. And by, by taking the time to do that, you also begin to discover their futures. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, their dreams, their yeah. goals, who they are, who right. they are, yeah. right? And if we can be a parent like that, they're not going to look to the world to discover who they are. They're going to be able to step back. One of Carrie's and I's prayers have always been when we raise our kids, and you know, I I think it kind of happens now. But what we what we prayed for our kids is if they ever ran into a difficulty, that they go to God first. Mm -hmm. If they're married, their spouse second, but then they go to us third and ask for advice. Right? You know, that was always our prayer. Um, and uh, I, th I think there's may have been a few times that that's happened. You know, I can't tell you how many times, but but uh, hopefully it will. <laughs> right. and, and hopefully continue to, right? Yeah. After they're, the idea is that they're not going to be kids forever. Right. And so you're trying to do things that will help them for more than when they're just 15 or 16. Right. You know, because this, again, a lot of this stuff is not yeah. a big deal. It's not the life-altering event that we think it is nope. in the time. The important thing is the relationship. Right. The important thing is the person. And I, you it's know, not when, what you, they're doing. when you said this, Dennis, it really resonated with me now, just in just all sorts of areas. But when you said what that guy said, which is, where do you want the relationship to be three weeks from now mm -hmm. or a month from now? Just to be able to sit down with God and and ask Him that question. Okay, right. my my son's struggling here. But God, where do I need to be in his life in a month? Mm -hmm. And how do I get there? Right. That's, that's profound. Mm -hmm. Because we tend to focus on that problem and how are we going to fix it and what we got to do. And so just that thought alone, even in just regular life, mm -hmm. where do I want my life to be a month from now? Right. Right. My job. My job. Yeah. Right. My career. My job. Where do I want my life? I mean, just that thought. Because, what, because why? Because we have a tendency to focus on all the problems. Right. Yeah, what, what what's my checklist? So instead that's, of where do you want to be? That's a, your, that's a huge your relationship with your spouse, your girlfriend, yeah. your job, your yeah. like everything. If you can look at it that way, like it changes. You're not just problem solving. Actually, your so... your relationship building, right? Which is such a healthier. It's healthier for us too, as as parents, to not just be trying to problem solve everything but trying to relationship build because yeah. problem solving is exhausting, frankly, as a parent. I see so many parents that are just worn out yeah. because all they're doing is problem solving. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's your relationship look like? How is that going? You know? Right. Because at the end, that's what matters. Right. Right. I just was saying, Carrie just texted me that exact same thing. She said, I just, she said, I just want to let you know that I'm planning to, Look ahead a month to see where where we should be 
And I'd ask, you know, I want you to do it too. So it's just so funny. She, she's but, super smart. Yeah, she's super smart. <laughs> so, but that's just so funny how that came up twice in the same day. But yeah. So, so right there. Yeah. So we're going to do a couple of yeah. different, I think we're going to break this up into a couple of different fatherhood type of, yeah. of ideas. So, um, hang in there, right? And uh, come back next week and, and check it out. Go to the website, register for basic. If you have already been to a basic, then you know how great it is. So you should be recommending two, three people to go because, as you know, right. you know what it's going to do to them. Right, exactly. So I'm talking to two guys right now that I'm trying to get to go. One of them's my dad. Um, nice. I'm trying to get him to go and because we have got some nicer accommodations that we opened up this time. Yeah. So one of the problems that my dad had going to other basics is sleeping in a bunk. You know, he's got some health issues and it just would have been a problem. So, um, you know, opening up, we've got, so we've got some plate, some things that guys can do if they want a little bit nicer sleeping yeah. accommodations. Uh, so that's off the table for people to complain about. Uh, it's in summer. So negative 10 is off the table. <laughs> <laughs> right like it's hey, hey i'm giving you every on. opportunity to do this so register for basic join us monday nights uh i'll like I said, i'll get that on the website and be back here again next week and That's some more continue. father stuff more father stuff all, all right, right.